Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another People Politics Briefing. I'm Charlie, and I'm joined by Matthew. And today we're going to be discussing Joe Biden's first week as US president. He was inaugurated alongside Kamala Harris on the 20th of January, exactly a week ago at the time of recording this podcast. And it was rather a historic inauguration. Could you tell us more, Matthew? Uh, well, he's the, he's the oldest ever sitting president, so that's quite big. He's 78, which I still blows my mind. A 78-year-old is a leader of a country, but most of them are that age, to be fair. Um, he's the second Catholic president after GFK. Um, and his uh, VP, Kamala Harris, is probably even more interesting, seeing as she's the, the first woman, the first African-American and the first Asian-American vice president, which is quite big for the, in, terms of, in terms of the diversity and stuff. Um, and even even like the inauguration itself was quite historic in terms of, you know, everything was COVID sort of guidelines, yeah, like distancing and everyone was wearing masks. It was quite weird to look at, really. Um, but I mean, still, it was quite a, quite an exciting event, you know, you had singers and it was quite a i don't know i have a sense of kind of relief personally um this is just my opinion of course yeah i agree with you to be honest um i suppose it's not surprising that donald trump wasn't in attendance mike pence was though but i suppose yeah I, I thought that was quite good mike pence being there because um he sort of seemed like a sort of a not like a new one under trump but i think it's quite sort of overshadowed by trump obviously because he was quite a big sort of personality mike, mike pence was sort of sort of kind of in the corner but i think in in the recent few weeks only with the um after the um capital riots him sort of um and him with the the vote count him not stopping it i think he's kind of shown some sort of an interesting position in terms of his support for american democracy so him sort of doing that and him being at the inauguration as well i think it's been quite interesting yeah and after you know trump's reaction to pence not um stopping biden being inaugurated and stuff like that i suppose it's a relief for everyone that he wasn't there <laughs> um yeah and so after uh the inauguration um biden pretty much immediately sent to work trying to dismantle uh some of the more controversial policies of the trump administration uh so for example he rejoined the paris climate agreement which trump took America out of um the US rejoined the World Health Organization as well. Um, and Biden also stopped construction on Trump's infamous Mexico border wall. Um, could you tell us some more, Matthew? Um, well, I think it's quite interesting. The first things he did was undoing Trump's things. Um, I think that's, I mean, it's understandable. I think it was expected that he would because I think it was fairly obvious they were very much against Trump and his policies. Um, it's interesting to me, um, sort of, in terms of unifying the country, which is what his main claim is to be doing, is to be doing undoing what the previous America sort of voted for. In terms, speaking to like de democratically, technically, they vote for Trump, who voted, who created these policies. So I think that's interesting that he sort of goes against what the previous administration has done. But also, then again, it is important that he does his own thing because he got voted in and. These are his choices and what he said he would do. So I think it's sort of interesting how he's unifying America in some ways, but also in some ways he's sort of changing previous things which people may have wanted. I think that's interesting. Yeah, I think people expect him to be a bit, not necessarily a pushover, but um, maybe a bit more lenient than Trump was, but he's proving to be quite bold, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. For example, um, recently um it was reported that he had a call with 
Vladimir Putin, who he apparently warned against um, rigging elections, obviously as a reference to sort of the um, idea that the Russians interfered with the 2016 election in America, um, which I don't think is something many people would expect him to do, you know, with this whole unifying thing, as you said, but he's sort of establishing himself as quite a separate leader, whereas I think a lot of people would think he would just be a continuation of Obama. Yeah, I think we're seeing as he was literally um, Obama's vice. Um, but I mean, I think, uh, you know, um, he's looks quite promising, personally. Um, I think he's shown himself to be capable, maybe, because I mean, obviously, when he's campaigning, there's a lot of rumors saying, "Oh, he can't even talk properly, and he's he's got kind of he's old and he's buttery." But I, you know, so far, so so good, really. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it was also quite controversial um, when he signed an executive order that banned or removed the permit for the controversial Keystone XL pipeline which went from Alberta and Canada to Nebraska and was meant to move 830,000 barrels worth of heavy crude oil per day. And obviously that's been controversial with environmentalists because, you know, crude oil is a fossil fuel that contributes to global warming. Um, and apparently Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said that he was disappointed by Biden cancelling this. So I guess it proves that he's not necessarily trying to please everyone. You know, he's sort of doing mm. things for... Yeah the good of America, not just to sort of please other world leaders, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And of course, I suppose you could say that these executive orders that he is signing are sort of the easy bit for him, uh, you know, because he's the president, he's the only one that can make executive orders and they can't be taken down until the next president takes office. Um, and the more, dif more difficult thing comes in sort of the weeks ahead when he tries to get Congress approval for things. Um, due to the Senate being a 50-50 split. What do you think will happen there? Um, yeah, so obviously the first stage is getting it through the House, which is going to be fairly easy seeing as the House is very, although it's, it's not as noisy as it used to be, but it is, it is a majority of Democrats. Um, so that's fairly easy, possibly, hopefully. <laughs> then the Senate is obviously, so the Senate is split exactly 50-50 between Democrats and GOP. And what happens in that case? So it, so, so there's, a, there's a bill getting passed through it. And every single Democrat, which not, doesn't always happen, um, votes for it. And then every single GOP votes against it. So it's split 50-50. Then the VP comes up, comes down and takes her seat. So it's be Kamala Harris, who's a Democrat, and would vote, let's say, in theory, for it because she's a Democrat. So in that, in that, only in that one case do they, do they kind of sort of get it through. And all it takes is, is, is one Democrat to vote against it. And then it's sort of gone. But obviously, also you can get um, sort of members on the other side voting for it, which is probably be more surprising. But you know, not always. So it's going to be hard because it's, it's split 50-50, but not impossible. Not impossible. Yeah, especially with Trump's Senate impeachment trial happening soon, it's going to be quite difficult for him to sort of secure congressional approval. Yeah, so he needs to get two thirds of the Senate to. I think it's I think it's two thirds to sort of back it. I think. Yeah. And. He's pledged um, currently he wants to get Congress approval for a $1.9 trillion COVID relief package. Um, and obviously, that's something that's going to affect a lot of people, you know, sending out stimulus checks and stuff like that. Um, but a lot of Republicans have said they'll oppose that, um, which I suppose is similar to Trump's sort of more 
relaxed approach to tackling COVID like that. Um, and he's also committed in his first 100 days in office, which is sort of a significant time for a presidency, to administer 100 million COVID vaccines as well. So I think it's clear that he's sort of taking a much broader stance on trying to tackle uh, this virus and getting people out of lockdown as quickly as possible so things can sort of start up again. Yeah, I think that is sort of a, a good start of sorts in terms of he's starting to get sort of, you know, saying I'm going to get things done. I think it's, it's a good show of sort of, this is what my presidency is going to look, look at, look, look like I'm sort of doing things, which I mean, but then again, that always happens in the first hundred days and then it sort of, it slows down a bit in most cases, but you know, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. And if we move on to Kamala Harris now, um, she, you, before she was Senator from California, she was an attorney. I believe she was attorney Attorney General for California before she was its senator. So a lot of people are expecting, especially in the wake of the Black Lives Matter protests in May and June of last year, for her to sort of advocate more for police reform. Do you think that's something that she would be looking into? Um, I mean, potentially, yeah. I think it, it's, it's certainly a, a big sort of, so it's a hot topic certainly in America in the worldwide really um I I think she, I mean seeing as she's she was an ex attorney general I, I feel like that's something she could do um obviously it's not exactly it's not exactly down to her as such I think it depends on what sort of the party wants if that's the right sort of path if that's what their, 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 their voters want but I think that's certainly something along those lines will be something on the table yeah, so I think from this conversation, we can safely agree that Biden's presidency is looking to be promising, but obviously we'll have to see in the future whether this sort of trajectory continues as he moves past his first 100 days. So thank you, Matthew, for joining me today, and thank you to everyone for listening, for joining us in this conversation, and hopefully we'll see you next week. See you soon.